are listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K52UX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 417 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And this is our short topics episode, so we're glad you could join us for that tonight. And it's a kind of special episode because we actually have a little bit of uh, a guest problem. We have we have pests who have arrived and they won't leave. <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least not yet, but <laughs> we're going to see what we can do about that tomorrow. But let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. And if Bill sounds at all different, it's because he is sitting four feet across the table from me. He's actually here in the house for the very first time ever. I was trying to think back, actually, to remember if any Linux in the Hamshack podcast had, any, uh, had the co-hosts together, and I... Don't think that's ever happened until today. I, I don't think I ever... Well, no, we've done it from Hamvention together. Yes. That's well, that's true. true. Uh, yeah. But never from the studio. Never no, from the never studio from together. Never from here, yeah. Not, not even with Richard. We ne- I never did it with him in the same place. So, yeah, it's kind of a first, I guess. Yeah. And we also have a live studio audience, sort of. Uh, <laughs> okay. He's buried under dogs on the couch. Oh, no, he's in there. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tony, K4XSS, decided to uh, grace us with his presence, and he's uh, in the other room gloating as the Atlanta Braves beat the Cardinals. Although, that could have switched by now. I don't know. I'm not really paying attention to the game. But uh, <laughs> it's cool to have Bill and Tony here live in the house. And uh, rather than waste any more of our time, we – or your time. <laughs> We're not wasting our time. We're just having a good time. <laughs> um, we should probably dive into it and talk about our short topics. And the first short topic we mentioned is the sort of big topic that comes up this time of year, every year in the ham radio world. And that is the ARRL field day. The, the one day, well, except for Bill says you have to do sweepstakes too, but <laughs> <laughs> um, the one day you should, you should get out and operate, especially like go to a field day site and do some uh, mobile ops and some uh, emergency power op and, and all that kind of thing. And, uh, Bill, you actually put some notes in here, so I'm just going to let you uh, yeah. do what you want, because I just put field day down. I, I, yeah, I, do. I figured at least we could throw in the date and stuff like that, just in case, you know, this coming up weekend is not good enough for you. And, of course, it is always the fourth weekend in June. Field day uh, runs from uh, 1800 UTC Saturday, uh, June 26th to uh, 2059. UTC Sunday, that's June 27th, and uh, yeah, it's your favorite contest. Well, it's not a contest, but it is a contest. It's one of those It's special, the uncontest. It's the uncontest contest. Uh, we all treat it like contest from uh, you know a contester's perspective, because hey, there's points. If there's points to be gained, it's a contest. And of course, your objective in field day is to you know try to be portable, but of course, contact as many stations as possible uh, on 160 through 10, no work, no 60 meters. Um, and as well, you can get a bonus station on VHF, run six meters, when, of course, this is the great time to be on six meters, 
As I'm, I'm looking at the band scope there across the, the hall, it looks like there's it's, a couple of stations. It finally died, but there's a little bit of a blip yeah, here and there. So. A, couple of, a couple of faint blips working there on six meters uh, here in Missouri as we are talking right now. And, of course, that field day is open to all amateurs. You do not have to go out and be portable in order to participate. You can do this from your home station. Uh, please go onto the uh, AWRL website and check all the rules as they have been... Uh, uh, modified slightly for, of course, COVID times, and I believe they're still under those same rules. So there are some uh, some, some changes. And uh, uh, if you're a if you're a good, smart club putting together a, a big contest station and whatnot, you've already kind of gone through all the bonus points. I mean, there's a bunch of points you can earn right out of the gate just by uh, doing some very simple things like sending a press release out. And, you know, telling people about your event. Hey, you know, so, uh, so go ahead and do that. Uh, field day is, is a great, uh, event. It's also a good event if you're not under any COVID restrictions locally, uh, to, uh, to try to recruit people to come out and get on that go, go, get on the air station, your go to station, which you get extra points from. And as a, as a representative of the K2BSA, I must say you want to get those scouts out there running that go to station. This is a great prep for them for uh, Jamboree on the air and also uh, for that radio merit badge. So uh, yeah, get, get people involved in that good on the air station. Don't just do FTA, get them on the microphone. Um, you know, Hey, if you can get them banging a key, that's even better, right? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, uh, but enough about field day. Let's, uh, let's move on from that. All right. Let's talk about some more amateur radio stuff though. Now that we've got the big topic out of the way. First one here is nominees for the AWRL director, vice director solicited in five divisions. And uh, one of those divisions is interesting because there's a call sign there that's very close to a call sign for a guy who's in my club, but <laughs> it's uh, not that guy. Uh, so full AWRL members in the Central, Hudson, New England, Northwestern, and Roanoke divisions will have the opportunity this year to choose a director and vice director for three-year terms beginning on January 1st, 2022. It's weird to be saying dates like 2022 since we kind of skipped over a year. <laughs> the AWRL is now seeking eligible nominees for these positions. These could include incumbents or new candidates. It takes 10 full members in a division to nominate a candidate for either office. The incumbent directors and vice directors, respectively, in the five divisions in which elections will be held this year are in the central division. We have Kermit Carlson, Whiskey 9 Kilo Alpha, X-Ray Alpha. Yep, let's see. Glasses. Clean those glasses off. Yep. <laughs> or blow the text up a little bit more. <laughs> I'm already at 200%, Captain. I don't think I could go any higher. <laughs> she won't take it. Uh, and Carl Lutzelschwab, Kilo 9 Lima Alpha. We have the Hudson area, or the Hudson section. We have Aria Hiram. Division. These are all divisions. Divisions. Yeah. Sorry. Section, division, whatever. You know, one of, one of those uh, <laughs> nomenclatures of uh, division, or uh, yeah, whatever. It's division. Uh, Rhea Hiram, November 2, Romeo Juliet, and Bill Hudzik, Whiskey 2, Uniform uh, Delta Tango. In the New England section, Fred Hopengarden, Kilo 1, Victor Romeo, and uh, the guy in the cl my club is, is Sonny, and his call sign is Kilo 1, Victor Oscar Romeo. But <laughs> uh, And Phil Temples, Kilo 9, Hotel India. Uh, in the Northwest Division, we have Mike Ritz, Whiskey 7, Victor Oscar, and Mark Tharp, Kilo Bravo 7, Hotel Delta X-Ray, Hot DX. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in the Roanoke Division section, is Division, right? That's what we said. Division, yeah. yeah. Bud Hippisley, Whiskey 2, Romeo Uniform, and Bill Maureen, November 2, Charlie Oscar Papa. 
And to cop. And to cop. Yep. And there you go. And yeah, so those are all your incumbents. If uh, you're interested in, in those divisions and want to uh, want to pay, possibly run for uh, run for a director or vice director chair, now is the time to get 10 of your closest ARRL member friends in the same division to uh, sign off on you being that person and uh, throw, your, throw your name in the hat or in the ring. In so the hat. In for, the ring. For something the, like that. Yeah. Throw it throw it in the ring for the section. No, it's no. Throw, throw it in the hat for the division. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's uh big stuff. And I it was just it yeah, it wasn't too long ago that these, these this group of officers was just brought in. I mean, three years ago since we had COVID in the middle of all of this that wiped out our memory for the last uh, eighteen months plus some uh yeah, it almost seems like yesterday we were just talking about Rhea and and uh and mike and and these guys getting uh all getting elected you know guys and gals <laughs> getting elected uh to office and uh yeah so if uh, you're not uh happy with the changes and um, the transparency of the club or of the uh of the the league the league yeah i'm division not, section not going club under. Re- league I'm, I'm, yeah <laughs> yeah so this is a time to to you know put your money where your mouth is or go away and stay on Reddit trolling or something like that. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Very good. So be a part of that if those are the divisions that you are a part of and uh, nominate and or vote for the people who might represent you in those places. And let's see if we can bring Cheryl in here. This is kind of a long story. So let's see if we can get her to uh, <laughs> yeah run, run out of breath on this one because Bill, again, doesn't know how to edit. Yeah, I did take some off of this. <laughs> oh, you aware. actually did cut this one down? Yeah, okay. I left a note on it that says reduce. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let Cheryl take it away anyway. Hopefully she can get through it without, uh, you know, an oxygen tank. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't even know where I'm at right now because I've been doing other stuff. It's, nah. it's the what is ultra wide band. Gotcha. Right. Great. Did you find it? Yeah. Okay, Can't cool. miss it because it takes up 14 pages. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, fine. All right, so, folks, strap in. Here we go. Yeah, strap in. Here we go. So our next topic is what is ultra-wideband? This is if you've been following the world of mobile phone technology of late, you may be aware that Apple's latest iPhones and AirTag locator tags bring something new to the platform. Ultra-wideband radios are the new hotness when it comes to cell phones. So just what are they and what's in it for those of us who experiment with these things? Ultra-wideband in this context refers to radio signals with a very high bandwidth of over 500 megahertz and a very low overall power density spread over that spectrum. Transmissions are encoded not by modulation of discrete frequency carriers, as they would be in a conventional radio system, but by the emission of wideband pulses of RS, excuse me, RF energy across the bandwidth. It can exist across the same unlicensed spectrum as narrower bandwidth channelized services, and that huge bandwidth gives it an extremely high short-range data transfer bandwidth capability. All righty then. The chipsets used by consumer devices use a range of UWB channels between about 3.5 and 6.5 gigahertz, which in radio terms is an immense quality of spectrum. Excuse me, quantity. Yeah. Yeah, of spectrum. And see, Bill cut this one down. He, yeah. He to make a point of saying that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hey, it yeah. could have been longer. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just 14 pages long. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, the real trick is up the sleeve for the UWB comes not in its data transfer capabilities, but in location services, because it allows a synthesis of extremely short RF pulses on the order of a fraction of a nanosecond by combining frequencies across that wide bandwidth. These pulses can be used for extremely accurate time-of-flight measurements between the transmitter and receiver, allowing for the distance between them to be determined to an accuracy of a few centimeters. In a system such as Apple AirTags, where a tag is likely to have visibility to more than one UWB-equipped Apple product, it can then be used for triangulation with several sources, and thus for accurate 2D and 3D positioning. Happily, this technology is not just for mobile phone manufacturers, and since commercially available UWB chips have now been on the market for quite a few years, there are now development boards that can be had for affordable prices. And this information came from Hackaday. Yeah, I'm sorry for the length of that, but uh, it was it was really an interesting read, and uh, obviously the stuff I cut out was... Uh, was pretty good as well, <laughs> so I would definitely, uh, I would definitely uh, check this out and uh, uh, the stuff that's in there, like uh, is like Ally Express. <laughs> nice. Your, your favorite place to buy random stuff from uh, China. From yeah. China, yeah, China. yeah, China. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah so uh, <laughs> you can you can start getting involved in doing uh, you know experimentation for as low as twenty dollars on AliExpress. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Russ gets tired of all the AliExpress packages showing up here, so because I buy stuff off AliExpress constantly. So. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Am I am I doing yours or mine? No, I think I'm doing mine. Okay, yeah, Sorry. you're on yours. I'm on mine. In theory, in theory. <laughs> so, so moving on, we have Worldwide ISS SSTV because we love acronyms. Event coming June 21st through the 26th. The Aris team will be transmitting single sideband television images. Sustava. Aris and Sustava. Yeah. Continuously from June 21st until June 26th, the images will be related to some of the amateur radio activities that have occurred on the space shuttle. Mir Space Station and the International Space Station. Oh, that was like a whole sentence. <laughs> uh, some amateur radio activities that have occurred on the space shuttle, Mir, and International Space Station. There we go. The scheduled start and stop times are Monday, June 21st. Setup is scheduled to begin at 0940 UTC. Transmission should start a little later. Saturday, June 26th, transmissions are scheduled to end by 1830 UTC. The downlink frequency will be 145.800 megahertz, and the mode should be PD120. Those that recently missed the opportunity during the limited period of MAI, or MAI, or may, may I, may <laughs> I transmiss, transmissions should have numerous chances over the six-day period to capture many, if not all 12, of the images. And that comes from the Eris Sistova blog. So, Sistova. <laughs> likey, likey. So there you go. Do some SSTV work. And it's really easy. You can, you can receive those things with any antenna setup, really. It, it really doesn't take much. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's really neat. Because I've done it here with just my dipole or my vertical. I mean, you know, space, it's awesome. All right, so <laughs> let's move on to some open source topics. And here's a here's a pretty big one. We've, we've mentioned it before, but there's been an actual shift. So we'll let Bill run through it. Yeah, and uh, the title here is Freenode is Dead. And in parentheses, it should be as we knew it. <laughs> uh, so there were some global notices that were sent out over the last few uh, few days. 
that gave us indication of exactly what's happening with the Freenode IRC service that we've all been using for, uh, you know, LHS podcast and uh, ham radio and a bunch of uh, a bunch of other channels for open source. And you've been if you've been looking at the news and following any of the open source news, a lot of these teams have been moving on to Libera chat. And uh, so this is the notices that we received if you were still connected to Freenode this past week. Uh, starting with the first global notice that says, we are moving past legacy Freenode to a new fork. The new Freenode is launched. You will slowly be disconnected, and when you reconnect, you will be on the new Freenode. We patiently await to welcome you in Freenode's, in, sorry, in, you and Freedom's holdout, uh, hyphen the Freenode. So free. And uh, see, so the <laughs> second notice came out and said, uh, if you're looking to connect now, you can already that's uh, slash server chat, free node, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. It's a new genesis for a new era. Thank you for using Freenode and Hello World from the future. Freenode is IRC. Freenode is FOSS. Freedom is, Freenode is Freedom. And finally, when you connect, register your nickname and your channel and get started. It's a new world. We're so happy to welcome you to and the millions of others. We will be posting more information in the coming days on our website and Twitter. Otherwise, see you on the other side. And all this was shared to Hacker News because a lot of people were shadow banned and banned and kicked out and stuff like that. Of <laughs> any, uh, uh, maybe, uh, fame or maybe notoriety is the correct term for some of them, uh, that got banned. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I saw the same thing and all of a sudden I can no longer authenticate with Freenode. So I'm just in as, uh, as a new user. So fortunately we have, uh, we have, as a LHS podcast, already registered over on Libera Chat, and we have the uh, Octothorpe LHS podcast. So uh, we're gonna have to have those sh- end of end of notes, end of show note thing uh, updated again <laughs> to update. Uh, it'll be like uh, uh, over on the Libera Chat. You know, it'll be like I'll, all I'll just have her read the whole thing. I, I think she'll be all right with it. So. Just insert that, or just have you say Libera Chat. <laughs> Yeah, I could do that. That'd make it weird. So yeah, yeah. So uh, so yeah. If you've been a user of uh, of Freenode and maybe haven't connected in a while, your NIC no longer exists in the NICServe database. So doing any kind of authentication or anything else with the uh, NICServe will not work for you. So uh, continue on, soldier, and uh, maybe uh, skip Freenode as an auto connect. Yep, fair enough. And of course, we'll link uh, Lib- Liberia Chat over to Discord and everything to get through all that. Or we may just uh, be done with IRC. Who knows? <laughs> I've always wanted to run my own IRC server, but it hardly seems like there's a point to it anymore. No, not really. Yeah. It's better to be where a bunch of people are already connecting than to be just standing on your own. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have two more stories in our open source topics for tonight. One of them is really long, so we're going to let Bill have that one, too. <laughs> because, again, can't edit. Um Oh, which one? They're both long. Well, no, the second one's really long. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. I'll just do them all. (laughs) I'll I'll do this one. Okay, you do this one. Uh, Open source is a community, not a brand, is the title of this. Now, that says SD Times. Is that San Diego Times? Is that like... Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. It's no longer a question of why you should use open source. The tables have turned, and businesses are asking themselves, why aren't they using open source? But an even oh, bigger cl- software development times. Sorry. Oh, software development times. Okay. I didn't. Uh, yeah. I think. <laughs> yes. That's why I shouldn't abbreviate. Sorry. Well, that's what now. That's that's their logo. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. 
It's the sd times the times. The, the sd yeah. times. Well, it could be South Dakota times. Right? <laughs> That's true. Could be yeah. Could be a lot of things. So South Dakota division. <laughs> uh, where the hell was I? Uh, an even bigger question has been left unanswered, and that is, how are they using open source? Are they staying true to the open source meaning? As open source has become increasingly more popular, companies have begun to adopt open source for the brand, but then try to go against the purpose of open source, according to Gordon Half a technology evangelist at open source company Red Hat. Does there anybody doesn't know that Red Hat's an open source company? I <laughs> um, he says, quote, I've definitely been on a lot of calls where one of the first things I'll ask business leaders is, why do you want to be open source? And often the answer is, because our customers seem to like that. But we don't want Amazon to compete with us. We don't want someone else to compete with us. We want to be able to maintain some proprietary parts of our software. Open source, open source itself has never gotten away from its meaning, according to Vicky Brasseur, author of the book Forge Your Future with Open Source. The problem, she said, is that people haven't bothered to learn or understand what the true meaning of open source is. They make up their own definitions of open source, or they do it via the telephone game, and so the definition they're working under is in no way related to what it actually is, quote-unquote. According to Brasseur, the open source initiative defined open source over 20 years ago, and that is the one true meaning that there is. So, there you go. Yeah, it was an interesting, uh, interesting article. Um, again, there's more context in the rest of the article. We chop it down for brevity, <laughs> and also so we don't get like canceled or something like that. <laughs> Cancel culture, no! <laughs> no, absolutely not. So, the last one in the open source segment, it of course is a long one. And I thought this was kind of humorous. So I wanted to include it. Um, this came from, uh, let's see, I'll scroll to the bottom, which takes about five hours here. So yeah, we're including this cause it is fun and interesting. And, uh, this came to us from Matt Rickard's blog. So, I mean, I don't know who Matt Rickard is, but, uh, anyway, he, he found he's the, the guy with the blog. He's a guy with the blog. So he is the, the man with the blog. So, uh, so, yeah, and he has a thing here called Six Open Source Licenses That You Shouldn't Use or Should Not Use. Many of us have copied and pasted MIT, Apache 2, or GPL license to a newly created open source project without thinking twice. However, there are some engineers who have had more specific thoughts on how they wanted their software to be used. Hence, these six licenses, some of which I have not heard of. The first one is called DNR license. It's the death and repudiation license. And this basically is engineers are dying to use this license, literally. The death and repudiation license says that no living beings may use this software. Even ghosts and angels are not safe from this extreme license. This license does specify that the software may not be used directly by any living being. So you might be able to safely incorporate it into an automated deployment script. So there you go. There's your EULA for that one. Uh, we have the Chicken Dance license. And uh, let's see. The Chicken Dance license for the uh, Chicken Dance for the uninitiated. Uh, the Chicken Dance license, the CDL, which sounds like the common desktop license. <laughs> common desktop. CD, what is it? CDE? CDI? Common desktop interface? CDI? CDE. CDE. Common desktop environment. Yes, from the old... Uh, from the old Solaris days. Solaris days, yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so here we go. The, the Ticket Dance license is interesting because the restrictions increase with the usage of the software. Uh, user must perform the Chicken Dance two minutes for every thousand units of software distributed. Anyway, uh, for over 
20,000, yeah, 20,000 20, units distributed, the user needs to record themselves and submit the video to the owners of the repository. There are also some other random restrictions, such as restricting any employees or people affiliated with the product from saying, can you even say that? Gazorinplot? Gazorinplot. So there you go. Uh, which, which apparently is one of the random words typed by a monkey that was otherwise showing promise in an experiment to prove the infinite monkey theorem. Interesting. YOLO license. Because you only license once. The, the YOLO license looks like something a Markov chain text generator would spit out. You know, it's official when the license is written in all caps and contains legal jargon like tort. It's unclear how you comply with the license fully, but it seems like even putting any sort of consideration into compliance would be a violation of the YOLO spirit. <laughs> the hot potato license. I like this one. This is my favorite. Sorry, legally I can't fix my bugs. A hot potato license, HPL, allows anyone to make changes, but only the last person to change the software gets all rights to the code. So here you go, hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> the WFTPL version 2, because we have to have versions, I actually remember reading an internal thread at Google about this license. While the spirit of the license seems clear, it hasn't been tested in court yet. For this reason, it suggested that you just use MIT license instead, despite how the appealing, how, uh, despite how appealing the wording of this one might be. Yeah, I have no idea what that one is. <laughs> yeah, and it's not exactly specified there either. So, and we also have this one we have heard about before, though. We have talked about it actually. Yeah, you want to read that one? Sure. Beerware. Yay. To whomst beer createth value, beer transferth value. To a maintainer of an open source project, the only thing more valuable than a contribution is free beer. This license lets users use the software for any purpose with the only restriction that if you ever meet the author in person one day, you must buy them a beer in return. Before COVID-19, a clearly profitable strategy in engineering hubs. <laughs> so, yeah, very good. Well, yeah, so thank you, Matt, for putting this entertaining list together, and uh, hopefully you don't mind us sharing it. Thank you. Yep, and if you do, well, it's already been Yeah, it's too late. (laughs) Should have have licensed your list. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so moving on, uh, we have our Linux in the Hamshack uh, topic, not topics, (laughs) but... It's uh, it's a good topic. It's WSJTX. There's actually a general release that has been released, and of course, as soon as that happened, there was a new release candidate, right? Because that's how software is. So, <laughs> I'm pretty mu- I'm pretty sure I'm still running the the general availability release of 2.40 right now. Uh, it adds new Q65 mode functionality and decoder optimizations and repairs several defects and regressions discovered in the RC4 uh, and version 2.3.1, which after still running that, it's probably from the repo. <laughs> um, <laughs> Actually, I think 2.2.1 is still the one. Oh, under. still 2.2.1? Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, it's really old now. Yep, sure is. Because they've come out with 2.5 release candidate 1. And in this release, it's nearly identical to the general availability release of 2.4.0. The Q65 decoder has been enhanced to measure and compensate for linear frequency drift in Q65 signals. In addition, the Windows installation packet, Windows, boo, uh, has now <laughs> includes 3.0 of application MAP65, which has Q65 support to match and improve on its existing JT65 capabilities. The following notable defect and regression repairs are included. FST. For W mode, no longer saves wave files when menu save none is checked. So there you go. One one big fix. 
Yeah, they had to they had to get that general availability out, and I think it came out right at the end of May. And of course, we skipped a couple shows, so we didn't pass that on as news. So you probably already have it installed because your RC copy would have expired by now, <laughs> unless you're uh, Ted, who is running two one two, which I don't think I've been running since like 2019 or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, some of the repos are quite old. So, but you know what? If you're still using it, you're using it. So there you go. And is there any... Nope, no more blips over there on six meters. It looks pretty dead. So. Yeah, it's gone to sleep, I think. Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, it'll be it'll be wide open again tomorrow, I'm quite sure. Yes. So. All right, well, that brings us down to the end of our short topics for the evening. And uh, that means that we'll have Cheryl unmute herself, uh, as we often do, when she's uh, over there Facebooking or whatever. <laughs> or, uh, well, no, she said she was working on her recipe. Yeah. Which um which you shouldn't say because this episode actually came out after you did your recipe. Well, yes, I know. <laughs> it's because you guys do this backwards to me. <laughs> but be that as it may, we do have a social media roundup and we do have folks who support the show by uh financial means or by listening or by joining us on our social media platforms and interacting with us in that very uh favorable way. So we like to recognize those folks who are a part of our social media community. And uh, Cheryl's going to tell you all about who the, the new folks uh, and our financial supporters are right now. Yes. For our Patreons, we have Jim Lawson, Patrick Ang, Douglas Schock, Eric Guth, Brandon Rosak, John Spriggs, Robert Lewis, Robert Pitts, Douglas Rutter, David Jakeway, Darren King, Cubicle Nate, Erna Costales, Samuel Vimes, Peter Caffrey, Richard Gordon, Paul Griffith, Jonas Rulo, Donald Gover, Herb Garcia, Steve Sainer, Steve Metcalf, William Heckelman, Randall Smith, and Andy Webster. For our subscriptions, we have Chris DeLuca, Andy Cowley, Eric Muller, Curl Bat. Curl, wow. Carl Backus. Curl. Hey, Curl. Curl, yeah. Good to meet you, hey, Curl. Curl, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Curl Backus, Isaac Gear, Thomas Foy, Michael Burdett, Kevin Ivey, Tony Coberly, Ronald Ike, Johnny Kinsey, Peter Spots, Fred Cole, Bill Piotr, Jeffrey Boris, Robert Halliday, Wayne Hale, John Clark, Steve Hepler, Michael Jopling, Roger Pereira, Howard Dittmer, Todd Bowers, Michael Carey, A. Taylor, Dylan Engel, Jim McKenzie, Bill Collins, Robert Black, Darren King, Randolph Smith, Robert Yerke, Steve Biella, Alan Wilson, Mark Farrell, and Jeff Zimmerman. We didn't have anybody join us on Facebook this time. For Twitter, we had at VA3AGV, at Aaron O, uh, or excuse me, Aaron Olivia's, or Olivia Rez, yeah, something like that. I believe that's Olivares. Yeah, probably, yeah. And at BuzzCob. On YouTube, we had Richard Truran, is that correct, Truran? Don't look at me. Somebody... Do I look like Richard Truran? <laughs> no, I didn't know if there was an M that should be there. So no, it's probably like Richard Truran or Richard Truran. Right. Okay. Yeah, so. Okay. All right. Richard Truran, Joseph Bertie, Walt Wilson, Jacob X, Robert Lamb, and Xavier Marino. Javier? Javier. Yeah, Javier. Javier. Well, see, but... Moreno. Yeah. Yeah. Javier Moreno. Yeah. Yeah. 
They could. There could be other ways. I've seen. <laughs> it could be Jubir, Sure, he could be like Middle Eastern, right? Right. Yeah. I've, <laughs> I've seen Stranger Things. Trust me. That's the reason why I say I'm going to butcher your name. Just cope and deal. So on Discord we have Casey Zero Ariel, J Phoebus, and DSH seventeen oh five. And there were no people on the mailing list because I think Russ is still working still on that. Still working on it, yep. Yep. And there were no merchandise sales, so. Yep. Well, there we go. That brings us down to the end of our program for tonight. So thanks, everybody, who was here listening. And uh, thanks to our live studio audience. Uh, we're, we're all, like, waving at, uh, at Tony in the other room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Through the walls and everything. Assuming he's not asleep, yeah. but He's probably buried <laughs> under a pile of dogs He, right he might very well be. And that's the, there are worse places to be, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But before we get on out of here, on this particular episode of the show, we'll mention the folks who are, uh, who are with us tonight, uh, both live and, like, live live. <laughs> uh, we had Don, KC9ZMY, Tony, K4XSS, once again, in the other room. Uh, did the, did the Braves win yet? <laughs> uh, Ted, WA0EIR, Dan, KB6NU, Dan, KF5TQN, and Don, KB2YSI. So thanks, everybody, for tuning into the show. We uh, hope you enjoyed it. hope you learned a little something, and we hope you come back for the next one. And uh, that will be our deep dive. We really appreciate everybody uh, listening to the show and supporting us and sending us feedback. So if you have feedback you want to send, please do it. We take uh, all constructive criticism, good and bad, uh, because we want to improve, and we want to put out a good product, and we hope you'll uh, let us know how we're doing. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up this episode, number 417 of Linux and the Hamshack. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. The show is recorded live every Thursday at 8pm Central Time, plus or minus QRL. Connect to the live stream at url.bcts.info stroke LHS live. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. Get in touch via social media. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. Our IRC channel is hash LHS podcast on the Freenode network and the Discord invite link is url.bcts.info stroke discord. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a local Linux convention or ham fest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info for more information or visit the homepage for details. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. <laughs>